I'ma slide anytime you want. Put you in Chanel, I'ma teach you how to stand. 21 slip and slide like a waterfall. You need some TLC, we can creep if you want. 21, hey, turn your phone off, take your clothes off. I'm a savage, but I fuck it to a slow song. Turn the lights down, lay the pipe down. I ain't missed the right, but I'm missed the right now. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Yeah. What he say? I might not be Mr. Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. Anyways, what's up and welcome back. This is Temporary, hosted by the one and only your girl, Aaliyah Shante. Today, I have a very special guest in the building. I love, love, love when I can get like a serial entrepreneur on my podcast because I love to pick their brain and see what they're thinking about. Today's special guest is the youngest serious serious, the youngest serial entrepreneur that I personally know. And her name is Missy, and I'm really excited to bring her on, and you guys will be able to hear everything that she has going. But I'm about to bring her on right now. Well, hello. We got Missy in the building. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just chilling, getting work done today. Yeah, I bet you stay really, really busy. So in your intro, I was just telling my my listeners how you're such a serial entrepreneur. Um, That's the goal. You are definitely, just from me witnessing the businesses you started, like me personally, I feel like I've witnessed you start two businesses. Yes, and I actually have a third business, like silent partner, so it's like, I'm just the two on social media. Right, see what I'm saying? The the serial entrepreneur, so tell me a little bit more about how did you even get started with even your first business, like what made you want to become an entrepreneur? (laughs) I am not lazy but I hate working for other people Mm. like um I had two jobs like in my whole life I've only had two jobs and like I used to work at a daycare when I first uh, graduated high school and I was going to school and working at a daycare and I hated it and like I worked there for like two years and then the whole two years she only gave me like a 25 cent raise oh yeah and I was like man you know like when you uh like get into the real world like when you first start working you think anything is some money and so you start like buying stuff and having to pay for stuff you'd be like nah this ain't this ain't what I thought it was like I need more money than this so after that I actually went to Target and I started and I worked in Target and I started off just stalking and I moved up really quick like before I left Target I was making like way more than the co-workers that I had started with but while, while I was at Target I used to, um, like, what I moved up to doing was, it was, like, one person in the back that would package all, you would pull all the online orders from the uh, shelf, package them, and then you would have to wait until UPS come to get them. So I learned a lot about, like, uh, the shipping process working at Target. But when I moved to Austin to go to school, like, right before I moved, they changed the style that they worked, like, at Target. Like, if you were stocking, you had to sock and put all the stuff back. And I was like, I can't do this no more. I was like, yeah, I'm making decent money, but is it really worth it? So then I was like, I was already like um, making masks and stuff like for skincare, but I was trying them at home just like on my brother or my boyfriend or something and mm-hmm. really working and not like I didn't use other skincare. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to sell my mask. So the first time I like I was selling hair at first, actually, to get my mask money. Like uh, I started out selling hair and I hated selling hair. I think the hair industry, if you don't do hair, it's the worst thing you can do. Mm. But 
I saved all my money because I knew I wanted to do skincare. And once I saved enough money to like buy the jars, buy the labels and buy all the stuff to like, I was like, I'm going to do this. And if I fail, I just fail. Like, it don't matter. Like, you can't do nothing but try in life. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you got to start because people be like, oh, I need to wait till a perfect time when I have the perfect everything. But if you keep waiting on everything to be perfect, like, you're never going to have a good business. You're always growing and perfecting it as you grow. Right. I, I love that response. So you got your degree in business, right? Uh-huh. Business, um, administration and management. So were you like using the tools as you learned? Because I know you were still in school when Face got his code launched. So Actually, were you like- no, I don't. This is going to be bad because I don't want to say this to like discourage anyone. But like um, as far as school, I feel like most of my businesses, it came from like being around people like my siblings and stuff because they do stuff. And it's just like school taught me more of the legal side of business, like a lot of stuff that you need to know, like, you know, like as far as legally what you can and can't do, like um, the difference between, um, you know, getting like um, EIN and getting a partnership or LLC like little stuff like that like that's what school taught me as far as the business thing but for the most part like I tell anybody to start a business because like I learned everything as I went like I had a couple people that like helped me like if I asked them a question or something like um Nakia Miss Nakia she would always help me um Stefan if I asked him a question he would answer it but like other than that a lot of stuff I learned was like from me just getting out there and I'm I was like I'm gonna mess up and if I mess up I'm gonna figure it out your plan A always gotta have a plan Z like you don't stop. You just navigate. I think business teaches you problem solving. So, like, a lot of my, like, knowledge came from just, like, oh, I'm going to mess it up and figure it out. Right. So, what what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned business-wise so far? Um, To own a business, it's more than um, just, like, the part where you sell stuff. I think the biggest thing that I learned out of all this is you're providing people with an experience. It's not a product or a service people buy into the idea of who you are and they want to get to know you and you have to be personal. And I think having businesses really made me break out my bubble because I'm a quiet person, but I'm not mm-hmm. quiet. I'm very talkative and outgoing, but it just depends on who I'm around. Cause like I'll read the room first to see like what type of people I'm dealing with before I say right. something. But since I've been a business owner, like anywhere I go, I'm like, okay, let me talk. I don't care if you got a mad face. I don't care if you look mad. I'm going to talk to you. If it's something like I'm going to compliment anybody, I'm going to talk to anybody because you just never know. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned to be more open and like be more outgoing as far as connecting with people. You don't always have to be reserved first. Like you got to get out there because you got to learn. And it's a lot of people that have a lot of things that they can offer you and a lot of things that you can offer others. Like you have to water others while um, they water you. And I think that if you're reserving you on a business, it's never going to grow because you can't always be right. And you can't always depend on your mindset to run your business. Exactly. So how do you like put your pride to the side and not get offended? I guess I will use that word whenever like people don't give the same energy to you that you're giving to them. I just feel like the big thing about not being offended with other people is at the end of the day, when you're being nice, you're not being nice for other people. I think that's what really keep me going. I'm not nice to people because I have businesses or I want them to like me. I'm nice to people because I'm a nice person. And I think that you have to put like like personal and business don't mix. So if you don't like somebody, something that some something that somebody do and it's personal, like you really have to real, like separate your feelings. And like they say, personal and business don't mix, but you'll find yourself being friends with a lot of people that you do business with. 
And if you don't like something, I think the best way is head on, tackle it. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So, like, if somebody mm. does something and it's pertaining to the business and you don't like it, at that moment, like, if y'all are not in an open setting and it wouldn't be disrespectful, it's okay to pull them aside right there and be like, hey, you know, like, I really didn't like this. Or if somebody t- take an idea and it was different from your idea and you felt like your idea was better, sometimes you do have to put your pride aside because that's the thing about business. Your way isn't always the right way. And if you can't be open to criticism and putting your pride to the side, then like you're going to be stuck in the same place. Because one thing about a business is, I tell people this all the time, yes, you're a business owner, but your business wouldn't be anything without the team of people that are behind you. One person right. can only do so much. Like, So if you have pride and you want to own a business relationship, your business that you love, there's no pride in love. Like, they just don't coincide. You can't be prideful and say you love something or someone. So when do you think you got this mindset that you develop this mindset that you have? Because it, it's really dope. And I, I talk to older people and they'll have the mindset, but younger people your age, or you know, they just don't have it. So when do you feel like you develop the mindset that you have now? When I was little, like when I was like five, like, I, okay, one thing about me is I've never liked really anything. Like as far as like, you know, when kids go to school and they play sports or they find something that they like. Mm-hmm. I used to always be like in school or something like I would tell my boyfriends or my friends like it's nothing that I'm passionate about but one thing that I've always passionate about that I never really realized and it never clicked to me is I like to make money and I know how to make money and like, <laughs> right. everybody likes to make money but it's different because when I was five like I started off my grandma had a friend she would clean houses for extra money and I would go with her and like I would do like the bathrooms or something and she would give me like $20 a house or so and I always like to have my own money then, like, if I, me and my cousins, like, the complex that my grandma lived in, we would go knock on doors and be like, hey, can I take out your trash? And I would always be the person that make them get up and be like, we finna go do this to get us some money to get snacks because we can't ask Granny for money like that. Because, you know, like, in most Black families, like, money is, like, there, but it's not really, like, anything you want anytime you want it. They can just buy it sometimes. Sometimes right. you gotta wait. Or if it's food in the house, you know, like, a Black family, like, no, like, discrimination to other families. But, like, most Black mamas gonna be like, it's something there to eat. We ain't going to McDonald's. You got McDonald's exactly. money. So I always like money. And I used to like go clean houses at five. We used to knock on every door, like $2, $3 to take out your trash. And by the end of the day, we had like 50 or $60 to spend amongst two of us. So like once I got to that, my bad. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Uh, no, no, no. You good. I was just saying that's what's up. That's really what's up. So when I got older, um, I didn't like anything. But like I said, I knew I liked to make money. <laughs> so I... um. In high school, I didn't play sports. I only did fashion, and I learned how to sew real good. And then I learned photography. But as a child, my grandma had taught me about how to sew by hand. So, like, with the um, with the clothing brand, that's where that came from. And then, like, the fact that I always liked money, it made me be like, I don't want to play sports. Like, I, the track coach would always ask me to run track, and I would tell him, I'm going to work. <laughs> like, I'm going to work. I, I don't want to run a track. I'm going to go to work. I got to give me some money. So that always made me realize, like every, like in this world, like if you, like I'm not saying money is everything because people before money, like money is the root of all evil. But like I realized, like you gotta make way for yourself at, at a very young age. Like I always like money, and that made me realize, like if I need to get the things that I want, I'm gonna have to work. So I started off like that was my mindset. Let me save my money. Let me work. Let me invest into myself because. I didn't like working for other people like that. Like, every time I'm on your schedule, like, you pay me this, and I feel like I'm worth more as a person 
And then on top right. of not liking working for other people, I like nice stuff. So I had to put two and two together and step my hustle up. <laughs> I mean, it makes complete sense. Really complete sense. But um, I will say, I didn't want to step my hustle up on something that I wasn't passionate about. So all the stuff that I do do, I'm passionate about. Because I think if you're not passionate about the stuff you do, it's not going to work. I agree with that. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get dive deeper into the businesses and the passions behind your businesses and we'll get right back. Okay. All right. Hey there. I stumbled across a business during this quarantine and it's called Legacy Customs. Custom vinyl on t-shirts, bags, cups, hats, and more, as well as custom beading, waist beads, ankle beads, bracelets, necklaces, much more. Just make sure you get at them on Instagram at L-E-A-H- E-G-A-C-Y-C-U-S-T-O-M-S. Legacy Customs on Instagram. And send them a DM and get your custom order started today. Back. <laughs> that was a little struggle, but we made it. <laughs> Technical difficulty. It's okay though. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I can hear you clear though still. So um before we took the commercial break, we were talking about well, you were just dropping a lot of jewels. A lot of jewels, a lot of gems. So I definitely want to know more about the passions behind the businesses and how you guys started um really i i kind of i want to apologize because i feel like i kind of discredited you earlier i had said face goddess co was the first business that i saw but you did remind me that you did have a a hair business as well so i know that's cool that's cool that was like so long ago though so i know people would forget that because i didn't even do that that long i just did it to make money Right, and then you sold like a book on how to do it or how to get started selling hair. Yeah, the book. The book was about yeah, yeah, just a business startup book, but the book Mm -hmm. really, it really is helpful. I think I'm gonna do another day, like next week, probably next Friday. I probably had a book like where how I did it free, and just let people get it free again because last time I actually did the um, I let people get my book for free. They were worth twenty dollars, but I gave away about twelve hundred dollars in books for free. Wow. I know I got one. Um, as far as applying it, I really feel like you shouldn't do it for free again because I don't feel like people really apply free as much as they would if they pay for it. Oh, yeah. It's been on the site to pay for it. But the thing is, like, why I do it free sometimes is because I feel like it's a lot of people that want to start businesses and they just don't know where to start and they don't know who to talk to. And it's a lot of people that's nervous about talking to people. Because I know, like, me personally, I'm a really nice person, but a lot of people don't like to approach me because they think that I'm a mean person based off of my appearance or, like, how they see me on social media. They don't know what my personality is like. Right. So sometimes I will do free, and I'll do it for, like, 24 hours on certain stuff or have, like, quick sales because I know a lot of people either can't afford the knowledge or they're too scared to get it because they don't know if it's going to be beneficial. And not on even on top of that, they don't want to ask the question. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So what made you want to make a ebook 
to share the knowledge that you've learned? Okay, partly, partially, I wanted to make an ebook because, like, I feel like when I was uh, first starting my business, like, although I had people that I could ask questions, like I told you, like it previously, it was a lot of stuff that I had to learn, like trial and error. But like when I was making the ebook, I was like, I want to make something that can help other people avoid some of the mistakes I made, and also like have something to go off of. But mm. in addition to that, a ebook is you know it takes seven sources of income to like get a million dollars. A ebook is technically passive income because once you make that ebook, it's an electronic, you know what I'm saying? It's an electronic um, purchase. So as soon as somebody buys an ebook from me, the um, the host site that I have my business through automatically emails them a copy of that ebook. I don't have to go out my way to talk to that person. I don't have to make a shipping label. I don't have to package a package or anything. That's just money that I'm making and I don't have to do no work to make it. So I was like, it'll always be good to have an ebook because it's gonna be revenue regardless of even if I have a slow day or something, or say I'm busy and I make like do an ebook sale. If I make a lot of money on that, I didn't have to do no work. And I always tell people that have a business, find you a digital product. Find you something. If you do fitness, make you a workout video and sell it. If you um like even like how you do podcasts, you could start like making a podcast etiquette book, teaching people how to navigate their podcasts because there's a lot of stuff out here that people need to learn and know. And it's not a lot of resources that are reasonably priced like to give the knowledge to people that they need or people are too scared. Like I said, a lot of people, like we were talking about pride. Pride is so big. A lot of people are so prideful they won't ask yeah. the question. Right. <clears throat> That's very, very true. So um, Space Goddess Co. I really think the whole brand itself is dope. And the products are natural, like that's that's just dope. So, what's the story behind that? Oh, thank you. Um, but um, the real thing, like the real reason why I do natural products, is because my skin is sensitive, and I know a lot of other people that got sensitive skin. And I think that the way that we're turning into in the world is more based on what is pro health. As a child, like in a lot of households, you probably didn't hear them eating healthy. But now our generation of people are really healthy. So I wanted my brand to be clean. Like I wanted it to be so clean that everybody in the house can use it. I consider Face Goddess an an all-inclusive brand. So that means that Mm -hmm. if you buy Hello Honey for you, your baby can use it too. I don't want to put anything on my skin that I wouldn't be comfortable putting on a child's skin. So when I made the decision to say, hey, we're not going to do any additives or non-natural products, that's where that idea came from. Like other than the aromatherapy oils that I use in my scrubs, everything in my uh, like in my brand is natural. And even those are really natural because like a lot of the mint ones are press mints, like that uh, make like a relaxation feeling. You can use a lot of different mints and stuff to make that feeling. So mm. a lot of people really don't realize like, it's, it's skincare, but it's also aromatherapy, and it's to relax you, because my scrubs, like, if you use a scrub, it's going to tingle, and, like, the mints that I combine make you feel like you're ready to go to sleep if you lay down immediately. So I really just wanted to have something that is, like, good for families and everybody can use, because skincare doesn't have a color on it. You could be a purple person and use skincare. Like, it doesn't matter, and I feel like with Face Goddess, that was my biggest thing. Like, it's a lot of skincare brands that don't cater to everyone. When you see the posters in Target or on a news ad, 
you only see a certain type of people, this certain aesthetic. But with Space Goddess, I wanted to make sure that it's an all-inclusive brand. I want to see people like me and people that don't look like me using my product. So, like, that was a big thing. And, like, my passion was making something that was healthy, like, for families and something healthy. Because health is going to sell regardless. And skincare is going to sell. But you got to really put your all into what you do. Like, if you don't really put time into that branding and thinking about what you want your brand to stand for, then, like, it's not going to, like, really click to people. And, like, I know I have people, like, my actually for Face Goddess, my biggest base is in North Carolina. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I don't really um cater, like, with my businesses. Like, I sell stuff to people that are local around me. But for the most part, both of my businesses have bases that are outside of Texas for my number one shoppers. So I think that I really, like, uh, use my passion to display that message with Face Goddess. This is an all-inclusive brand. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is. It doesn't matter your sex, what you identify with, who you are. You can use this from babies to old people. Because I have people that buy Face Goddess for their babies because their babies have sensitive skin. But I also have older ladies in their 60s that buy Face Goddess because they don't like dark marks on their face. Right. And I mean, your products are at a very, very affordable price to be so natural Thank as well. Because I mean, the products that you, the mask that's on the shelves, you'll spend like 10, 15 bucks and they're not even natural. It's like. And half yeah. of that stuff makes you break out more and people don't get that. Right. Exactly. So how did you even come up with the name Face Goddess? That's. Okay, so when it was hair, it was Face Goddess too. And people were like, it's so weird. Why is it Face Goddess? And you sell hair. And I'm like, because I got plans. Don't, you know, I've got plans. We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> so it's always been Face Goddess. And I feel like I came up with Face Goddess because I was selling skincare. So that's where the face comes from. And then Goddess. Like, I feel like every person, male or female, you have a little God or Goddess in you. It's something about you that makes you beautiful and elite. And I feel like, like you know, your skin is the biggest organ on your body. If that's not the most elite right. thing, if that's not like God, like like our skin, the malignant, that's not like Goddess, God-like, then I don't know what is. Like, so that's where the Goddess part came from because when you say Goddess or God, you think of somebody that's elite. So it's like face, because this is what we're targeting mainly. And then, of course, later down the line, I didn't know I was going to start making other products, but Face Goddess. And, like, I just think that, like, it me- like to me, Face Goddess embodies, like, being beautiful in your own self. Right. Because we all have a different yeah. idea of what beauty is or what um, is aesthetically pleasing to us as far as other people. But at the end of the day, we are all still gods and goddess amongst ourselves. Like, you're beautiful inside out, no matter what the physical appearance looks like. And you got to, like, really, like, think about that when you are, like, thinking about yourself and building yourself up as a person. So that's what I wanted my name to, like, convey. That, like, this is for your face, but it is also for a person that, like, you know. And the man's on, that's why when I do male stuff, I say face of a god. Like, if you look at the labeling, it's even different. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, it's not just catered to one person. And I didn't really think about that when doing a name. I was thinking more of, like, how I feel about it. But it worked in the long run, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's really, really dope. And I never knew that backstory, but I love it. The name itself is dope. And I guess I do feel that, you know, the empowerment things whenever I say that. But, wow, knowing the backstory. So, now the next one, you're just so creative. Where 
where does this creativeness come from? Because the sultry label, that's so I've never heard of anything like it. I love okay. it. Okay. Thank you. The sultry label is because I feel like although like in the long run, sultry label is gonna uh be for men and women. Like if you ever read the definition of the word sultry, the word sultry means uh basically like you're passionate in a way that's suggesting like uh no, it's like a woman that's um uh, it means like suggesting a passionate nature. And like I think that like as a woman, like or a person in general, like especially when I think of sex appeal, I'm with uh more is less. Like I don't think that sex appeal requires you to be naked. So mm-hmm. with sultry, I think of like when I think of like, okay, you know, they'd be like, Oh, she looks so sexy or she looks stunning. I think that being sultry is being subtle and sexy, knowing how to do give more without doing much like less is more with sultry and I feel like that's where it came from because I feel like as a woman like when I do my like for example we like to wear makeup as women when you go on somewhere you want to look nice and do your makeup when I do my makeup I mm-hmm. think less is more like I'm not a person that likes to be over contoured or anything so like with sultry that's what I think embodies like a stunning person like you're sultry if you look good without having to try Right. And that's, like, what the name brand means. And, like, to me, being sultry is just being bold, being confident, and being limitless in your skin, like, because it's something about your nature that is passionate. Like, you're showing people that you don't have to try to be that. Right. So being, like, a fashion designer and coming up with, like, all of your stuff is, it seems, it's one of a kind, right? It looks like it. I've never seen it before. But, um... Where do you get your inspiration from? I like, okay, I am like a sucker for old movies. Like, it could be black and white. <laughs> it don't have to have color. I love, love, love old movies. Like, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, movies like that. That's like kind of uh, upper echelon. Like, I've probably watched so many old movies. Like, how you have people, like, um, I'm trying to think of her name. She played in Foxy Brown. I know her name. It just, because I'm thinking of it, it's not on top of my head. But people like that, like from 70s movies and stuff, I look at a lot of those movies. And one thing about fashion is it's always a revolving door. Like, they can say you're mm. soulful, but you're not really soulful. It just went out of style for the time because it's going to come back. Like, it right. doesn't matter. Like, I was watching Girlfriends because they just added it to Netflix. And if you look at all the outfits on Girlfriends, that's stuff we wear now. And that's the early 2000s. But if you were wearing it in 2010, they would have called you soulful. But now in 2020, everything that they used to wear in the early 2000s and the 90s is what we want to wear and we think look good. So a lot of inspiration from my sketches is we can be sitting up watching a movie or watching a TV show. And I like to watch the old shows, like even if it's something as old as Good Times or something. And I'll stop and get my phone out and be like, pause the TV. I need to get a picture of that right now. (laughs) Rewind that, go back. And they'll get so mad at me. Like we're watching this show, like we tired of stopping and pausing. But you got to stop and pause for me because I need to look at that. And I take a lot of ideas. Like, um, I love Cher. Like, Sunny and Cher. Cher, Diana mm. Ross, the bad girls. When it comes to dressing, bad girls. Yeah. Like, And I look at a lot of their old outfits. And when I'm designing my stuff, I think that's, like, sultry to me. Like, a lot of the stuff that they uh, used to wear back then. Like, you can't ever have a picture of Naomi Campbell and she don't look sultry to me. I love it. I love it. She don't look sultry to me. Yes, ma'am. 
Well, please tell my listeners where they can find you and your businesses because I know they want Okay, to. Um, my businesses can be found on Instagram at The Sultry Label or www.thesultrylabel.com. And my second, my other business is the uh, Face Goddess Co. It can be found on Instagram at Face Goddess Co. or www.facegoddess.com. And I'm also on Instagram at That's Missy and TikTok That's Missy. Yes, ma'am. And I'll be sure to provide all the information in the show notes as well. So you can go search it, copy and paste it, whatever is easiest. And thank you so much, Missy, for joining. This is Temporary Podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. I feel like I learned some information. And, you know, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Pisces. We the friendly people. I don't think I've really ever just interacted with the Pisces, but I mean, you're if they're all like your my girls, stay away from Pisces mills. That's all I can tell you. They, but <laughs> the girls, they're always nice and bubbly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really good. But thank you for joining us again, and everybody, remember to keep drinking your water, keep working out, keep eating healthy, and remember, whatever you're going through, you're gonna get through it because it's temporary. And yeah, thank you for thank tuning you. in. Drink water, drink water, work out, work out, eat healthy, eat healthy, and shout, and shout. This is temporary, work harder, Whoa. this is temporary, don't pout, this is temporary, think smarter, this is temporary. No Go doubt, hey, yeah, y'all have a good day. Woo. Stay positive.